Are you ready, Dylan? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestle Review. My name, John Hastings. Whoa. Dylan, pronounce your name. Delan go. Oh, is it? Are you? Oh, Delan rhymes with Milan. Dylan smoke. Yeah, yeah. Dylan smokes again. Guys, welcome back to the Wrestle Review. This week we're oh, smoking. Weed. We're doing cigs inside. Hashtag cigs in, mm, inside. You follow that hashtag? Inside. Hashtag throat testers. Yeah. Whoa. That's right. That's our porn new... for sure. Throat, throat testers. testers. Yeah. It's a porn. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, here's what I'm thinking: is um, it is uh, not not a type of porn. It's actually a lesbian, all lesbian porn. And have to wash the poontangs. Exactly correct. And also, Ooh. one person has to be healed by a particular punan, and they have to find that correct punan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, did you guys not know that I now work for Brazzers.com? I'm working out their plots. I work at Brazzers.ca, which is funny because it is in Montreal. It's just very – they go for a lot of government grants. Montreal is wild in that there's always an industry that is not illegal but is very close to illegal that is literally paying for all non-French speakers to live there. <laughs> when I lived there, it was fraud telemarketing, and now it is all the porn you watch. All the porn you watch is – is It's in California and are... Montreal, just like a clean cut, isn't it? I think it's like I think all of the I think all the actions in California and I think all of the like ooh look That's at all hilarious. the money that's in Montreal yeah we need all right we need something fucking weird and gross the only thing I can get for this is French guys we need French guys yeah um, I need a bunch of guys with wispy mustaches that are good at computers and want to smoke inside I mean she has to take a shit and she can't so she decides to fuck <laughs> we're calling it. Shit pluggers. Okay, so it's uh, it's your boss, and she's got big boobs. You know what to do. <laughs> You're on the couch. You want the job. And then I don't know. This is just normal things for me, but apparently it's sexual to other people. Yeah, evidently, I am the only person that just asks a girl if she can squirt. And if she says yes, I expect to have sex with her in the restaurant. <laughs> um, I know you were I, I did some research for inspiration. I think some people call it the filings against Harvey Weinstein, but I just call it a good time. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows you. If you take me to a hotel with a houseplant, I am going to jizz uh, uh, yeah, exactly. in it. <laughs> Okay, here's my idea. What is uh, there's a lady, she doesn't want the guy to jack off, he starts jacking off, and then there's another lady dressed as a houseplant. That's the porno. She's the houseplant. <laughs> she wants it, but she has to dress as a houseplant. I want everyone to know that while we're recording this, um, because of um, bed bugs and other sundries, I've now moved in with my girlfriend, and we both work oh, from wow. home. So while Dylan and I are literally discussing porno and jizz discussing we're discussing it we're having a okay. discussion discussing porno and jizz <laughs> not just porno or Dylan, not you're a father jizz. now so when you're whenever you're doing anything it's a deep discussion mm, i'm getting Close. to the bottom of this jizz yeah this big jug of jizz mm, big jug mm. of jizz that was one of my stand-up jokes that did really well when i first started was uh they shouldn't have what was it there was like there's a guys who review porn my review of porn would just be me and be like, "Fucking filled this bucket up, didn't I?" And then I put a cigarette <laughs> out in it. <laughs> I mean, did you? Did you ever? Were you ever able to get uh, your excellent um, opening line to work? What was that? 
uh hey everyone i just broke up with my girlfriend you know what that means the baker's in oh, town the baker's, and he's, yeah. he's, he's making, making cream pies. Cream See, pies. This is the thing is people all of this is happening by it. and there was like a professional business woman like about 10 feet away like clicking mm. on keys making you where jizz jizz cream pie jizz chart flow you know what i'm saying well it's a weird world it's a weird world dylan <laughs> um no, because here's the fun part about that joke is that, uh, I think I said it a couple times and people would be like, uh, or not get it. And I was like, if you yarged at that, then you're gross because if the people that didn't react don't know what it is. And genuinely, that's fine. You don't know what it is. Congratulations. Mm. You're a better person than the people that yarged. But if you yarged, you're fucking disgusting. So like, wait a minute, because if they're going, oh. Because they're saying they do not they're going like... They're like, oh, it's like, yeah, you watch cream pie porn then. No, I think those people are disgusted at the notion of the CP. They're not like CP enthusiasts that are like, oh, my if secret's out. You know what out. it is, you've seen one. Yeah, but that's... That because I, it's, I, it's porno, they don't go like... Exp- There's no explanation of what a cream pie is. It's just like a tiny three-second video not true. of a cream it's 100% pie. It's 100% not true. I uh, Many a time I've seen terms on the suggested thumbnail videos, and I won't watch the video, but I will go, what the heck does that mean? Oh, you go Urban Dictionary? You 100%. Urban I, that's exactly what I do. I literally go to the Urban Dictionary. John's if the you, last guy. How many web visits did we get there? One again. It's one, Yeah, one again. It used to be in England, he and now it's in Southern hide, California. Yeah, he does not hide his IP address. He wants everyone to fucking know. I want people to know. Oh, listen, Urban Dictionary is a real, it's a real hoot and a half. Here's a guy I do not think has honestly ever CP'd anyone, Tony Khan. <laughs> he is he is un he's gone his entire forty uh no I yeah, forty years now, unpied. And unpying. Oh yeah, no uh, Tony Khan is not having Tony Khan is a he's not an incel. Um he's a uh he's a cell. Like he's volu- he's a V cell. He's like a mega nerd, and I'm very excited to get into parts of like, because oh like God. there's not he's, enough he's a- of people talking trash on Tony Khan because he hasn't been in professional wrestling enough to really like call upon for this. So, but I am very excited. Well, I could just start the episode with this because we don't do it chronologically anymore because it makes it w- really weird. But so the Jacksonville Jaguars, which he is the like he co-owner is, and stats man of basically. analytics. He's like the head of the analytics department. The the Jacksonville Jaguars have not had a winning season since I was going to ask. Yeah, he's not had a winning season. No, they did. They made it to the conference finals once and then they were terrible again. They've finished outside of last place four times. Yeah, like they this finished is with the a winning is... record once and they made the conference finals and then they were just immediately bad one more time. It's this thing of when you heard like he, you know, he owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, he owns Fulham Fulham FC. When like I don't know sports, so I was like, "Well, those are reputable sports organizations." And then I, as doing the research, I was like, "Wait, these aren't successful teams. Like they haven't brought. They have. It's not like. But even that's true of like Jerry Jones and other famous billionaire owners that just sort of bought the team and it's their project. Is it really feels like Tony Khan's dad was like, "I like football both kinds. I'm going to own one of each, so I don't have to worry about tickets." Well, as we know from being huge fans of the show Billions for a bit during uh, quarantine, and then of co- uh, if, excuse me, for me. Uh, my love of Billions has started mm-hmm. and has not waned. Oh, sure, it makes almost no sense uh, outside of the first season, and it's essentially just entourage, but slightly classier. Yes, it totally is. Just like, like it's just it's how it's are you just, gonna get out of this pickle? But it's old yeah. school TV where it's like like Monk is like that, where it's like oh. 
Like, okay, first of all, you, 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 uh, oh, excuse me, you. excuse me, know. get that fucking tone off of fucking Monk right now. Monk is phenomenal. Per me? Did you say I Monk? I say Monk is bad. Oh, it's just like TV did. was. Oh, yeah, exactly. Do you see this guy? Yeah. Essentially, it's like, hey, do you see this? It's either like this guy who in real life would be an asshole or in a mental institution. He can solve mysteries. So let's watch him do that. Yeah. Like now, now every show is just like, you know, the celebrity, they can fucking do some shit. Tw like 15, 20 years ago, every show was like, do you remember Mary Tyler Moore? Well, she's solving mysteries. And you're like, holy yeah. shit, let's do it. Let's get some fucking light entertainment going, bro. Jesus God fucking right. Christ. Essentially, what happened was Tony Khan's dad is one of those people that just was like, he invented the right bracket that uh, turned out is now the reason we can have tires on cars. And so he just has like endless amounts of money. Uh, Tony Khan grew up a uber nerd. Tony Khan, here's the thing is Tony Khan had so much money so early on is I just don't think he's ever been bullied. That's what I want. This is my big takeaway from this guy is no one has been like, you want to know why we're not going to do that? It's because you're a little fucking dick licker, Tone. Tone the dick licker. And be, like, like, that's the thing is like, if you notice he can't handle criticism, like if you look at it another way, that whole rant about Eric Bischoff, like not that many people heard it. He drew more attention towards it by like going like, fuck that guy with his like, we like he, he looked like a trout going after corn. Like, oh my I goodness. Think he is like, I don't know. Part of me, like when I was thinking about it for this episode is like, maybe that's kind of big brain shit where he's like, oh, I need, I can't just be quiet and in the background. I need to kind of be in the wrestling media more and more because that's who's watching my shit is nerds. So I need to Can always you, be like, hey, nerds, check this shit out. I just, I actually want to, I, I do want to sort of talk about, because I think Tony Khan has much more been in the spotlight way more recently, but let's just take a step back. So Jacksonville Jaguars have not been winning since he's been in charge of analytics and stuff like that. They have one good, I mean, it's far from just the analytics guys. Okay. That's what fault. I was, I was going. Is it like, is it a, a fault that they're making very bad decisions and bad trades? Just a bad or? overall, like they're just a bad franchise overall. Okay. So it's just like, they don't have a good coach. They don't have a good anything. They were 10 and six one year. They made it to the conference finals and if you are 10 and six and make the conference finals, one would think like, okay, well, they'll be back next year, at least in the playoffs. And they were just bad again and still bad and bad forever. What is so crazy about owning a football team though, is even if it's bad though, like football is such an America. It's like, well, your stadium will sell out and there'll be, as long as you provide some like weird, cool shit, like people will chuck $80,000 at you so they can oh, sit yeah. in a box. That's got a pool. Asset. Like it's like an asset. Oh my God. Yeah. Thing. It's like, this thing costs you money. It'd be like, at the worst, owning a professional sports franchise at this point is like, if you owned a boat, but for but instead of like what actually happens with boats and cars, the boat and car went up every single year in value, like exponentially. Yeah. Well, what it also is is it's that thing of like, how do you make two billion dollars? Well, get one billion dollars. It's like he, Tony, the Khan family have so much money they can kind of throw that money at any you know what i'm saying like you realize looking at the figures of comparing like the start of AEW to any other wrestling company is it's pretty much speculated that 
The initial investment just, by his dad was a hundred million dollars. A hundred million dollars. For three months. For three months. And within that three months, they were able to recoup with a four-year deal for a hundred and seventy-five million dollars. So it's basically is like his dad made seventy-five million dollars in that initial transaction. And he was only able to do that because he's like, Well, I can yeah, I can just pay for you to be able to make a thing for three months. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Well, there's because there's corresponding quotes. There's like Tony Khan saying, I had to convince my dad, and then his dad was like, and then another quote. I forget where it's attributed to. Give me a second after. It's, I yeah, it's attributed it. sort of to his dad of saying it's well, attributed it's to, to his dad. dad. But I don't know who said it, but it basically his dad was like, hey, I'm going to give you a bunch of money when I die anyway. Might not waste some right now. Yeah. And as it turns out, he just happened to decide to let his son waste $100 million at literally the most perfect time. And because it's so clear that Tony Khan saw the... Um, it was a the gap in the marketplace. It was a gap in the marketplace, but the other important thing was the pandemic provided them an opportunity to get a lot of look-see fans back that they lost after the initial launch of this federation. So That's absolutely true, yeah. So Tony Khan, basically, he is fans a... Fans are way better now. Like, fans... I mean, I don't know if you experienced this in comedy in the States, but in Canada crowds i don't know it's like if i'm just pumped to be back doing live stuff or the crowd or both it's probably both but it's like performing is way easier now because everyone's just like they don't take things for granted anymore. i think well i also think that's a little different when it comes to like you and i and that we also were we've also been doing comedy for a long time and accidentally kind of in the pandemic i think we also we sort of crossed from that like hey they're headliners now to like we've been doing this a very long time like, you know what I mean? Like we're, you know, yeah. and it was in that yeah. pandemic. Like that's, that's what happened to yeah, us. Yeah, That was like a transitional thing. Yeah. AEW was very different in that much like the fucking, ja the Jacksonville Jaguars, the launch of AEW was a huge success. They made it to the conference finals right out of the gate. And then man, did they drop a lot of balls. So basically saying this, the Jacksonville Jaguars made it to the conference finals, like four or five years into Tony Khan. And then immediately were bad again. What I'm trying to say, Jaguars are the WCW of football. Oh, that's good stuff. Yes, they, they had also one. like if you think about owning an NFL franchise, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I can look up how much they're evaluated at right now, but it's probably somewhere around four billion, which is probably where all of WWE is valued. And that's like sixteen games. They're on TV sixteen times a year. WWE is on television every single week. Yeah, they're on eight billion dollars. So they are half as valuable more as than one. half. That is the it's worst one team in the NFL. Is half as valuable as more than half as valuable as all of professional. And then wrestling. combine that with a now back in the premiership football club with Fulham. That like their portfolio between the two of those assets is gargantuan and then now factoring in AEW. I'm just trying to say so do we want to make fun of um Tony Khan starting with the launch and how bad that was or do we want to talk about now the awkward media scrums he's making everyone sit through and work you backwards? Can talk, you can talk, I mean this is the best thing about Tony Khan is there's like I mean really the, the if you wanted to do a very short 4 minute 4 second episode on Tony Khan it's man is born dad is engineer invents specific thing he now gets to like I'm not saying that Tony Khan is dumb. Um, I don't. I truly believe. No, he I'm isn't. saying he's as smart as us. I get if, if you or if you Dylan, get the opportunities you're given, and he, he I got news for you. These things. He's the, yeah. He's got three executive positions in companies that his father owns. Three. Not only that, his his titles are all co-owner plus. This guy loves being the owner, but pretending he owns it with other people. 
Like, you know what I mean? He loves the, the, uh, the interpretation of democracy, but, or no, the representation of democracy, but not actual democracy in that it's like, yeah, the, you know, I own the team with my son. Do you? Oh yeah. You know, the yeah. young bucks are the executive vice presidents. Mm, let's see how much power they had after that first six months tone. Okay. So here's basically it. So if we're doing the four-minute four summation of Tony Khan's life, a uh, man is born to father who invented important thing. Thing makes thing go. That man has a lot of money. That man becomes executive in two companies. That man meets a man who will later get a bad neck tattoo and three guys with 80s hair in a parking lot. And then they form a company that's now evaluated at what? $100 million? AEW? Yeah. Um... I don't know. I don't know how um, how much um, they're evaluated at. Why don't you look I'm, that up? I'm looking it up. Why don't you vamp while I look it up? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I was on. wrong. 400 million. Jesus fucking Christ. Seriously? Yeah. It's almost as much as the rest of the review is worth. And if you look You guys at- know that we, we own the patent on cum jokes. And he has two children, and Tony Khan is one of them. And, like, uh, sorry, I was talking about um, Tony Khan's father here. And the other thing about um, Tony Khan is, as far as, like, him being crazy in the media with Eric Bischoff, as you were talking about, that's not just for wrestling. He's had public spats with Jaguars players who were asking for trades. He's publicly questioned, like, he's called out his own players on Fulham, which is... And we are not um, certainly Premiership fans, but as the beautiful, vivacious Christopher Hobbs oh, details, yeah. um, that is not a thing that happens. Like, no, yeah, the, it the is coach so calls wild. you out. The manager, sorry, calls calls out a player time to time, and it's seen as poor form. It's quite unthinkable for like the co, like basically the owner's fucking kid to be like, you're playing like a bunch of tits. I gotta tell you, the show six your tits, I guess, was the implication. I mean, first of all, how much are we wanting to bet that one of the tweets involves the word tits? Um, Mm. maybe maybe if the keeper didn't have such large man tits. Mm -hmm. I have to tell you, Tony Khan just comes across like a real boob. Like he comes across like a very privileged. I think if he did one thing, he'd be dope. I think when he was just doing AEW because he had to launch it, I think they were great. I think I think that was great. But it's like no one's gonna keep three jobs, like especially jobs of like three billion. If you think about it, like the the company that he is at the head of that is the least valuable is four hundred million dollars. Yeah, and. I mean, speaking of AEW, so AEW launches after All In. We all know how All In started. Dave Meltzer said some sort of snotty thing about, like, no uh, wrestling company in America could sell out a building that's 10,000 seats. Uh, Cody Rhodes says, I'll take that bet. They make All In. All In was this sort of Bullet Club-inspired indie fun pay-per-view show. Um, that kind of played off of what was going on with Chris Jericho in Japan with Kenny Omega and basically just was a really sort of fun kind of culmination of how interesting indie wrestling had been for the past decade in North America specifically and in North America and England. Am I correct in all of this so far, Dylan? Mm Mm-hmm. Tony Khan sees this as basically a provable point of there. If there is a gap in the market for an alternative to the WWE approaches, is this correct? Does he approach them before or after um, all in? Uh, 
I'm not sure of the timing, but essentially it's like at the exact right time they're being like, hey, you just came up with something that I might want to buy. Like, it's just kind of like I there is a conversation between him and a TNT executive, Tony Khan, at some point where he's like, they're just talking about WWE and Tony Khan goes, well, you used to have like their biggest rival on your network and the guy genuinely didn't know about that and he's like what are you talking about he's like yeah wcw you had their like jenner and then he just basically watched some videos with like and he's like oh my god wcw had hulk hogan and tony khan's like yeah it's super and he's like basically like and it's super easy to make money because he's like a nerd so he knows like they haven't been no one has liked what they were doing like these guys just love grilled cheese and they've been like Everyone who likes wrestling has basically been eating burnt grilled cheeses for the last 20 plus years. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it is that all we really want. It's like, hey, can we just have a hamburger or a cheeseburger? And they're like, you wanted like a like a pork with um, <laughs> vegan cheese burger, right? And it's like, no, I, I mean, that's like somehow really far away, but very close to what I wanted. So I'll tr- this is awful. This is awful. Why is the Miz here? Um, you know what I mean? That's what it feels there's, like. Uh, there's a guy who used to do stand-up, a very nice man, but he had like crazy OCD. And one of the things he had was like he had to have macaroni salad as part of his dinner. Like he had to. And then one time a uh, friend of ours, Andrew Barr, saw him just really upset at an open mic. And he's like, what's wrong, man? And the guy was like, I couldn't find any macaroni salad i couldn't make some at home because i was too busy so i had to go to popeyes and get some (laughs) that's what every wrestling fan has been like we have to watch wrestling yeah we've only had popeyes this has just been left outside like this guy legit was like i have to it's part of my it's part of me that i for some reason have to have i'm literally he literally ate it with the knowledge he was risking horrible food poisoning yeah and he i hope it's just vegetable there could be just like chunks of uncooked chicken in this 100 percent and here is the thing to yeah that's exactly what it feels like to be a wrestling fan and what's fun about AEW is it's like hey this pasta salad it's got some boogers in it but you can see the boogers and you're like <laughs> you pick them out yeah I'm like I get I guess that's good and they're like it is, it's much better than what it was before well, it's, it's like nice that is true and I and I, we do whinge on about AEW but it's like it's nice to be like nitpicky again rather than like yeah they just said that guy has the title when he doesn't. Yeah, like what it's you know nice. I mean, they were like Roman Reigns lost the title. Why? Because he's a pussy and he fucking called us. Anyway, he's siding with those whores that said anyway. Yeah, he's not the <laughs> champion and he's a loser and he's lost every match he's ever done. Look at these clips. Yeah, like uh, in the end, AEW. It's also like, well, AEW is creating alternative, but it's also like WWE is helping in that. Like the the CEO is currently going through a sex scandal and he won't stop appearing on the programming. Like I yeah, think just on- to be like just to, just so you know, we still sell T-shirts in the arenas. Yeah. Just lying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just wanted to come out here in Cleveland and let anyone anyone in here know NDAs don't mean anything. Yeah, I have an NDA. I'm in the nice dick association. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, maybe she got her $100,000 raise, but she gave me a $200,000 raise for fucking her so good. So fuck you. Fuck off. <laughs> I just want to let everyone know, if you thought Alex Jones was disrespectful to the deposition process, you've never seen VKM. We're bringing the VKM Mafia back. The VK Mafia back. You bought Voodoo TNA kid. just to use the VKM. The Voodoo yeah, he bought TNA. Yeah, he's bought Impact just just for no. He's like, uh, and next week I'm buying Impact. 
Impact Wrestling, and I'm making everyone on that roster my paralegal. Like, I what? can't believe he hasn't just re-signed Hornswoggle and named her that paralegal's name, and then he like <laughs> full fucks her, fucks Hornswoggle <laughs> every week, and he's like, I'm getting so much money. This is terrible. I guarantee, by the way, that we Vince McMahon has had to be stopped from just like pointing at one of the divas, and it's like, you're a paralegal. Turns to Brock and go... Give her the sable in two thousand and eight, and you know what I mean. Like, like, but I guarantee divas anymore, John. No, there are there there are there's a group of there's a group of old. I'm picturing like old school. Do you remember the uh, Don Marie? Like, who else was involved in that? Um, Just straight up valets. The only straight up valet they have left in WWE is like Maurice, and she doesn't really appear so much because. The secret is that her and The Miz have such a successful reality show. The Miz doesn't, like, really need to wrestle. Yeah. That reality show wing of the WWE is low-key almost, like, is another, like, really huge moneymaker. Yeah, like, I didn't realize that Paige was essentially just a reality star for the last half. Like, oh, yeah, Total Divas, buddy. I like I I thought Total Divas didn't exist anymore. I'm sorry. I'm, there's too uh, there's too much been happening in in the last few years. I can't keep track. Of I don't all know if Total Divas is still on. That's another thing we could go get a fucking looky look a look up. But <laughs> I do know that like there would be <laughs> such anger from any wrestling review podcast I would listen to during the like prime of Total Divas because. They would be like, yeah, and then these women wrestled a match that was just a storyline for Total Divas. So they would do these meta things where it's like, they would. Oh my god, I had no idea. Was real? Like they would work a match where they would purposely fuck up just so they could have a storyline. So it's so meta that it's like they're working a match, but also working that they fucked up in the match so they can come back through the curtain and be like, hey, Natty, you stiffed me on that clothesline, but the clothesline was stiffed on purpose for a Total Diva storyline. Like I hate. Sick yeah. and meta that is. That's dope. It's so that's, that's like a double work. That's a double work for no reason. That's a no reason double work. This is why well, there is two, there's two reasons. First of all, you get paid for the first fake thing. Then you get paid for the second. For the thing. second fake thing. Yeah. No, I know. But it's still. It's just like this is why AEW is successful in the end is because you're like, well, on that side they're working matches, so there's content for a reality show, and on this side it's just I don't know. Orange Which Cassidy AW walks the ring, and that's lost. fun. When Tony Khan undervalued Cody Rhodes, pretty clearly, I don't, don't know, the know if that's true. AW. It's also I do not. I think that Cody Rhodes going back to WWE raised his value in a way that was, oh, was dropping. A move, just like leaving WWE the first. This place is was a this is exactly what it was, and AEW. Like him doing that was so huge because he basically created a Hulk Hogan going to WCW moment by being both not Hogan and the WWE very much not being WCW. And that's the thing that's interesting about AEW is AEW has very much created this mystique of this is just wrestling. It's essentially what they've done is, hey, did you like indie wrestling over the course of the last 10 years, you chubby millennial? Yes, well, we're doing all of those things you loved over the last 10 years again with the same people. They're older and then it'll be done safer. And it's like, yes, I want that. I want that very badly. And you're like, well, yeah. And for some reason, Jay White's here too. I'm like, I don't know who that is, but I think his theme song will be stuck in my head for quite some time. Oh, it will. I would love to see Tony Khan's actual resume because he definitely seems to have a predilection towards because he like so he gets like 2012 first thing ra 
when he was in a dorm. Second thing, fired for jacking off in the common room as the RA of that dorm. That's his first thing on his resume. Second thing, uh, thought he applied to work at an Apple store, but actually they just kicked him out because he was just hanging out talking about the Hardy Boys or to mm-hmm. uh, talking about Matt Hardy version one to various they Apple geniuses. Forums, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let me tell you who's for sure popped onto 4chan. Tony Khan. Tony <laughs> Khan. Like, I guarantee Tony Khan has like a couple of secret Reddit profiles that, if we discovered, have been posting a lot on like, I don't know, roast. Oh, yeah. He Hillary Clinton dot piss. He definitely jacked off to dumpster sluts in fucking 2005. Oh, for sure. He's this like, guy is definitely better when I know that, that she's been wronged. Yeah, it's just good to know that she's hurt. That, don't you get it? Dumpster sluts, by the way, I think was just revenge porn. I don't. Even, I thought you made that up. I totally didn't know that. Oh, Dumpster sluts was a actual site. I don't like when people are like the internet has gotten so disgusting now, and I'm like, no, 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 no. You all just put a condominium over top of an open sewer. Stop acting like <laughs> I wasn't aware of what's been going on. So, like, I remember, like, well, everyone's I, just on the same websites now. That's what it is. Yeah, people used to be able to just ignore LemonParty.com, much yeah, to my chagrin, by the way. funneled to the same thing. There was a time where you'd be like, I remember there was a time where I'd open up the internet and be like, well, what website am I going to go on? That doesn't happen anymore. It's like you just do the fucking four or five that we all do use. But like, yeah, and your phone's also told you, like, well, you need to check these weird... Mm these versions of websites that are like games and you're like, Oh, I can't wait to play CNN again. Ooh, <laughs> I think I'm going to, Ooh, and one I'm more losing wolf. at Tinder for the last 15 years. Exactly. Or, yeah, sorry, Dilla? Twitter. No, but yeah. Tinder. Oh, too. Freudian slip. Yeah. You have very much. Have you lost it? I'm Tinder? openly cheating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you guys, you guys have been wondering if the podcast been slipping in quality because Dylan is openly cheating on his wife. That is what's happening. Like Dylan, it's just to research my face, my sin, nar- my sin number. So everyone knows exactly who I am. And I go, I'm openly cheating on my wife. Yeah, exactly. Like Dylan demanded that he do some research into Tony Khan by going to quote unquote Daytona Beach to scope out some scarunt. <laughs> but Tony um, Khan, I would love to see his resume is what I was saying because the way he books AEW and a lot of this shit, he seems very much like a a guy who liked really loved pro wrestling up until he had to get a job. Like his dad was like, "Okay, buddy, you're 25, get a fucking job." And it's like, "Okay." I don't think that that's what the conversation was. I think the conversation was, "Tony, you're 27. You've been working for the Jacksonville Jaguars for 2 years. Could you actually do something?" And he's like, "Started at 30." Okay, yeah, they're okay. So, so 10 years, he had 10 years sitting in what I'm picturing as a messy basement that smelled very much of like, you know, that stale milk smell men can get in a room. Like, because only at a certain point, a man will just be like, well, I just sit here until I'm dead and let's make it happen. And you're just yeah. like, like whatever is around, like, and the, the food you're eating is very, why is there so much ice cream being consumed? Do you know what I mean? Have you, you've had these moments in your life, Dylan. We're both absolute slobs. I've never, I've always a, a meat man. I, ice oh, cream yes, I, always get weird, I always get legitimately nervous about because I'm like, I could see myself just like starting, like licking a cone and then dying. Like I could just eat enough ice cream that I of course body. yeah exactly no i agree with you i i do like a uh, I do remember a couple of stratum sandwiches we had after some wobbly pops oh mm. man during that time when you let me put i i just decided i had a couple of beers and just over mustard my sandwich and just ruined my entire rest of my I remember that i just i've never been so sober in my life all of a sudden john hastings watching him making a sandwich is truly an experience 
I don't fuck around. I want all the flavors. I want all the sensations. I want all the tastes. <laughs> it's like watching an ape do something absolutely uh, genius. But yeah, like for I, a human. No, but for an ape, mm, the ape is doing a like. It's also because I I put a lot of I put a lot of little bugs and a lot of bananas in all my sandwiches. Where'd you get all these little these grubs, John? Mm. Well, I remember being like, "Do you want an avocado?" And you were like, "Sure." And he just like grabbed it and just squished it, and then just like threw it on yeah. the sandwich. I was like, "Okay, that's one way." Yeah, sure. I don't got time. I don't got fucking. Time. I don't have time for this. Oh God, <laughs> my throat go. is really being taught a lesson. Good, my throat's yeah. learning something. That's because you. Know, what was the name of the porn we were talking about at the top of the show? God damn, it would have been a callback. Throat God. suckers. No, throat suckers. Let me suck throat, that throat. Throat, throat checkers. Something like that. Anyway, we, man, this show would be sick if we had memories. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Tony Khan, this is very important. Tony Khan goes to a ECW event with his father, and his father describes <laughs> it as the closest thing to a war zone he's been in. And it was because it was Tony Khan's 15th birthday, and he was asked, what is the one thing you want? And he was like, I want to go to an ECW show. It is his crazy. Took his father, who is a person of color, to ECW. Do you understand how many different slurs that at the time billionaire was called? Do you understand that? If I think a different thing, I think he was had many photos taken with him because they legitimately believed he was the original Sheik. (laughs) That's the original fucking Sheik. I guarantee you're. He's out of character. Yeah, they. But what's the real sad part is one of the people who took a photo with him is Sabu. Like Sabu's like, oh my god, my uncle's here, and he's like, I am not your uncle, and he's like, that's exactly <laughs> what my uncle would say. Because every story Sabu has about his uncle, it is very clear that the original Sheik does not like Sabu. Like it's just like he's like, oh, I remember my uncle he used to play this fun game where he would just move and not tell me where he lived. Must be fucked where it's like, yeah, that guy was a wrestler, and then you like looking at being a wrestler, and you think, man, I want to do that. But then you like realize these guys in the seventies and sixties and all this were like literally trapped because a guy like the original Sheik just couldn't live his fucking life. Like, why didn't you just work at Ford and have a union job if you can never speak in public, dude? Not only that, remember the original Sheik kept kayfabe in his own house. That's what I mean. He's he he's built himself a Bobo and he lives Bobo in Brazil it. would come over for dinner, and he, Bobo Brazil would have dinner in the living room, and the Sheik would eat in the dining room, and half the guests would sit with Bobo, and half the guests would sit with the original Sheik. I think it's because that's so fucking stupid. Like, just don't invite they, no, him but over for dinner. It's then. the money. It's the money. Do you know how much money these people must have been making? Like, you look at like it was the the gates had somewhat there's somewhat of an insight supposedly Cornette got because of some riot he and he created in jim crockett but they finally had to open the actual like crockett promotion records so not like what the wrestlers were getting because that was just like bullshit but what the actual like what jim crockett was pocketing and it was like well uh um they made uh Ninety-five thousand dollars off of tickets alone, uh, and then a bunch of old ladies just gave them all thirty grand. Like every, they made so much money. Ed Ferret was like, "Yeah, I'll pretend to be the sheik. I'm making a million dollars, ten five miles from my house, and all I have to do is beat Andre the Giant with a sword." Like, yeah, I can do that. I'll totally, yeah, I'll pretend to be. I won't eat with Bobo Brazil in my own house, and then I'll just have eight million dollars. That's what they're thinking. Yeah, man, but I guess I'm a different person because I'd be like, I disagree. I disagree. Absolute definition of like you. Let me tell you how I could get Dylan to agree to this in ten seconds. If I called your wife and was like, I just want to let you know, Dylan is turning down eight million dollars a year because he wants to uh, have to be able to eat in the same room as me. 
and she would be like, you're never coming over to my house again. He agrees. That's how that plays out. That would out. be very easy to do because we don't, we live very far away from each other. No, I'm moving. I'm moving into your house. <laughs> okay. uh, I've, I, I should have been more honest. I, I've been recklessly spending my fortunes here in California. I, uh, I have no job and all I've been doing is buying Fabergé eggs. Remember bleeding gums, uh, Murphy from uh, Simpsons. <laughs> Turns out you can actually do that in LA. Are you serious? Yeah, man, they got all types of um, they got all types of Simpsons related fun activities here, and one of them is get addicted to Fabergé eggs. Yeah, man, just like fucking choke your kid. You can, but only in you have to be in your own house, and the kid has to have been involved in something zany. Do you know how fucking crazy it is that 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 show is like whatever to us, and part of it <laughs> the runner was the son choke, or the father chokes his son, and everyone's like, yeah, that's that's light. Man, it's something that I like point out where it's like we have really progressed very forward as a society in that like I remember coming out. I remember when we were stand up comedians, the amount of comedians that had jokes about like, I don't care what someone says. I think you should be able to beat the fuck out of a kid. And then everyone would be like, that's right. That's goddamn right. Like, like these motherfuckers don't fucking ever want to leave the grocery store. You should be able to blast them in the head with a piece of wood. I was I remember I remember this. I was. I was thinking about a comedian that I remembered how he dealt with a a heckler one time uh, was he just went, uh, you're a cunt. You're just a fat cunt. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone liked it. Oh, my God. I think he was in Kitchener, Ontario. That person, that person would have been mayor if they wanted to be. Hey, guys, thanks very much for donating to the Patreon. Uh, We're trying to do a drive to get to 100 subscribers and at 100 subscribers. We'll think of something to do. But if you guys donate to the Patreon, we have $5, $10, $20, or $25 if you're really crazy people that you guys can donate to. Thank you so, so much for donating to Patreon. Uh, it's really made this even more worthwhile than just talking about Barry Horowitz's dick already is. I want you to know how much I love all the Patreon listeners. I was quietly reflecting on my love while Dylan was doing that. Let's be honest. Great commercial. Bear in mind, not a um, like not Disney, like not a dark, dirty comedian. Mostly impressions. Like we're talking like a real, like a a real gear shift. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that I mean with the like, um, I think that comedy clubs used to have security and like people would respect it. So comedians are now much more. They mind their p's and q's on stage because they know that like the line has been crossed. And this is pre Will Smith just like you can for sure walk up on stage and just hit this fucking nerd do you know what i mean i mean but that's been true for 10 years the amount of different people that have been like have gotten on stage that i've had to deal with i had to chuck a beer over a guy's head in uh aberdeen a story so crazy i I thought i made it up i thought i made this up there was a stag deal i don't know this guy like jumped on stage I somehow got him to sit on the stool, and he was like, "What are you gonna do, Mitt Malaf?" I can't do a Geordie accent, and I said, "Do you want to see my impression?" In Scotland, you don't need the Geordie. Oh, he was Geordie. He was Geordie. They were up Ooh. from Newcastle. That's crazy. Yeah, That's- yeah. The fact that you would go from Newcastle to Aberdeen, Aberdeen where it's like, for, you want to go south where we can't fight anybody? No, I want to no. go north where we can fight more people. <laughs> exactly. Let's go somewhere somehow much better, but also more violent than where mm. we're from. Uh, anyway, I got him on stage, got him sat down, and I said, do you want to see an impression of an angry Jordy? And I, for some reason, my original plan was to spit beer in his face, and I just dumped a full beer over his head. And um, 
uh, I just remember thinking this maybe is how I'm going to die, <laughs> but it shamed him enough that he got off stage. And I thought I dreamt that until Liam Withnell confirmed that I did that uh, when I saw him in uh, November of 2021. Needless to say, what I'm saying is I think that you are correct in that 30 years ago, comedy clubs did have security and we came up in a time where the security was like usually just like a small emo girl like my name's cat i'm pretty cool and you're like okay i better be able to figure out what i need to do on stage uh yeah without pretty the- much just yeah uh if someone's talking uh do we kick them out well we asked them to leave and just really hope they can yeah. fly and if they don't then we look at each other and go well i don't want to i don't get paid enough to do this this is exactly it. It's in the same way that I think that and to relate this back to Tony Khan is Try. that I think I'm going to do it in that Dylan and I both came up in a time where stand up comedy was in a real transitional phase, transitioning from, especially in Canada, these like real clubby guys to just people that were quote unquote alternative, but just being in comedy clubs. That's that there was a huge marketed divide and it they're much closer in style then you realize and you can see that now and that basically just 80s observational style has been rolled into the more confessional alternative style in the same way that AEW seems revolutionary by simply just not overproducing every segment and putting a premium on in-ring um, uh, an in-ring realistic presentation. It is like a breath of fresh air and they are literally doing what Ring of Honor did, essentially what ECW did, like what every promotion has ever done before. It's just like, just focus on two things the WWE is not. Everyone thinks you're a genius for five years and then eventually you'll implode. And that's exactly where we are right now with AEW in that they keep getting victories even though the entire IWC, we recognize you, is, uh, is like, this is going to be shit. Okay, they pulled this one off. This is going to be shit. Oh, they pulled this. And I don't think it's. Oh, you mean AEW? The IWC loves AEW. That's what everyone's. But there's also the, the part of the. No, the, I would say the, no. There's a huge contingent, but there's also this. There's a period of time before a lot of their big events where it does not look like they're going to be able to pull off what they've pulled off basically mm. since March of 2021, which is a lot of pay per views and a lot of storylines that everyone goes, this isn't going to be engaging or interesting, and turns out it really, 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 really is. And what I'm waiting for and what is interesting is I don't think that Tony Khan's going to be able to correct once they make a mistake. That's what I was trying to get at. Okay. I think, yeah. Okay. Well, why do you think that? Just because he's like, it seems like a. He doesn't seem to be able to take criticism. He doesn't seem to be able to acknowledge when something isn't going correctly. And thus far, he has been the thing that has corrected the mistakes as best as I can guess. This is speculation, but. If we had to go based on the beginning of that company, so we have Double or Nothing where everyone was very excited. And let's be honest, that first Double or Nothing was, Dylan, it was fine. It was fine. It was good, but there's no, they didn't have enough access to talent at that point. They didn't have enough access to talent. And the main I, thing that AEW, that's, that's, that's made AEW so great now is that Nick Khan came in to WWE and was like, we're trimming this whole fucking operation. Oh, my God. Absolutely. That and COVID freeing up everyone working for Ring of Honor and NW, the NWA. So they basically just got the best of both of those rosters yeah. for no money. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But this is, again, what I'm saying is the end. Okay. So that it rich- but it's like one of those things where you want, if you want something to succeed, sometimes the best idea is to just start doing it because once. Don't wait till the proper time. This is anything in life, really. Just don't wait till the proper time. Just start doing it because AEW, obviously the dude had fucking $100 million immediately from Papa, but like 
he started doing it, they had some really good high level t- talent, but like look at where like some other upper talent is now. Like their friggin' first pay per view, like the one of the headline matches was Pac and Omega, and um, now Omega's like, or sorry, now Pac's the all of the Atlantic champion, but also like, you know what I mean? Like he he's like a mid carter, and he's awesome. I think he's awesome. Mm. But, you know. Uh, I thought Pac and Omega was later. Anyway, I know what you're saying, and it's exactly that. of. But all those mistakes before were, I think, other people. So I don't think Tony Khan was as involved in the booking early on. I think it was way more the Young Bucks. That's why AEW initially was way more indie. By the time we get to COVID, you can really see there is a... Well, the Dark Order angle happens. Everyone's like, what the fuck was that? Tony Khan takes over. So here's what keeps on happening is Tony okay. Khan keeps on adding more shit. Because also the Max Caster rap where he like mentioned the Sabone Biles thing... Um, oh yeah and then tony khan was like okay well now i'm gonna edit dark and um evolution as well i don't know if he still does that but they took max caster off television for a couple months and we and he was like okay well i'll fucking edit this yeah they've had a few instances there's now all these reports of like he keeps doing a bunch of blow with with uh with talent have you read these internet rumors no they're substantiated they're... correct oh ve- dylan classically good stuff just some th- egg on twitter said it i think it's like, not even on, it. i think it's only on reddit which you know that oh, is that's good not even it's twitter worthy not like even that. not even on twitter i thought you'd enjoy this this is why i wanted to bring this immediately to the table is I that see him just being like oh fuck now we gotta hang out with tony khan that's exactly what i think it is i think it's exact i guarantee it's like and also i guarantee tony khan doesn't do blow i guarantee tony khan does like 18 adderalls a day like he just doesn't strike me as a narc an illegal drug guy he strikes me as a like 15 red bulls and he's just jacked on caffeine <laughs> once again i think the tony khan i don't know man he just keeps on getting jobs from his dad and his dad seems pretty easy breezy to be real i watched like a Six. Yeah, I never him on Sports Illustrated where his dad's like, "Oh fuck, we lost." It's like a, a Fulham FC, and he's like, "Oh fuck, we lost." Anyway, do you guys want to see a boat that flies? Yeah, that's a very good point. Because his dad's just an engineer. He's like, "Oh, I own this thing, so my friends yeah. jealous of me. My son likes playing with it." What's weird is, yeah, his dad isn't those like his, his dad isn't like a Logan Roy billionaire that he's in, like he's just like, "I'll turn my kids into playthings. I'll control everything." His more his dad's more like. The plane is my real child, Tony. What can I buy you so you will not tell people that I do not love you? And he'd be like, a wrestling company? He's like, very good. I'll tell you who's really all elite. Airplanes. (laughs) Well, it's just like Vince never did this for his kids, but it'd be like if Vince... Hugged them. (laughs) Said hello. Learned their names. UFC for Shane and was like, run this thing and then Shane did it and he was like, fuck, he's pretty fucking good at that, isn't he? But Vince would just be like... I run the UFC, and the UFC is now me winning all the fights. Yeah, exactly. In the end, do you understand that's so funny that if Vince had listened to Shane McMahon, he would control the universe. Like, Shane literally just like, well, hey, uh, hey, Dad, um, can you uh, maybe buy this thing ECW? Uh, it's, you know, we, what we just need to do is adapt our product ever so slightly towards it, and then we'll probably be able to take the company public. No, Shane, you're fucking, fuck you, fuck you. You're my cum, you in the toilet, and you're not supposed to talk. If you want to speak positively of Vince McMahon, which at this time period is not a good idea, but like he also like basically came up with Netflix for wrestling in 2006. Like he's been horny to 
fuck over pay-per-view providers since oh my he, god since what he I, had to give them money and then what the internet I've enjoyed. he's like you can put video on this thing and then he was like immediately <laughs> i want my fucking fans to not um sorry but like what then, i like yeah. I, you're so right and i could just but what's also this is the difference if you're comparing visit man to tony khan is tony khan isn't like actively making enemies within it's basically what it is i just realized is tony khan is if shane mcmahon got hold of the wwe in that it's like he's a billionaire's son so he is actually very shrewd as a as a business person he understands it from a very high level executive place but it's also that thing of like he kind of has this weird confidence because it's like well if it doesn't work like you just ask your dad for like another 80 million dollars like that's what you do and it's like he truly is like the the way he's invested in this thing is and i don't think that you need to be more than invested in something as pure spite but like he's invested in it as far as like he like every other internet fan thinks he's fucking better at booking wrestling than Vince McMahon so he's like basically out to, but I mean he's like a generic internet fan in one thing which it's I mean let's just remove ourselves and I've said this on the program before I think about how cool it is that one of our one of the type of geeks that we are I mean got to make their own wrestling thing I agree with you, although I do not think we are the same type of geek as him. Do you know what I mean? I think that he's... We didn't grow up billionaires. Also, he knows way too much about Japanese wrestling. I'm going to say it right. Like We <laughs> cannot compare in terms of his knowledge base, as we have both said many times. We just... I need an English commentator. I feel very bad about it, but I, I get lost. I get lost. I need someone to tell me the story. Hold my hand. I like promos a lot. Yeah, anyway, I guess do um, I. Basically, Tony Khan, we should we also have to talk about this stuff, which is um the real ten poles of him being the leader of all e wrestling has been um his big firing a big swole where big swole said basically like yes the, I, I wanted didn't to feel comfortable as a black performer and he said you got fired because you shit fuck you bitch <laughs> like, yeah, this is the thing that this is exactly what I'm going towards is Tony Khan can not accept criticism yeah, he doesn't even hide it as well as Vince does. Like, Vince will publicly be like, well, you know, they believe that and I believe something else. But then on his TV show, he creates a character called, like, you know, small dick Dave Meltzer who comes out and he has no dick, so he loses every match. And then, yeah. he gets sh and then a new wrestler has to play him every week because he gets his fucking face shot into smithereens. <laughs> but, like, Tony Khan will just be like, I... Tony Khan, I'm not racist because I can't be because I I'll tell you I'll tell you why I I'm have... not racist. I'll tell you why I'm not racist. Is whenever I listen to a rap song, I I say the n words. When I sing them, I sing them. I sing the n words. That's what I do. I'm Tony Khan. I sing the n words. Like that. That's who Tony. That's how Tony Khan would try and be like. Uh, I'm very woke. I'm very woke. I'm I'm awake right now. You know what I mean? That's who Tony Khan yeah. is. Actually, like he's just like fuck you. I actually just... can't be wrong because of these four things. And also, like, she's a whore, and I'll find her. I'll fucking... Yeah. She'll never work again. Big swole, more like big swole and loser. Take that. Tweet that. Tweet that. Tweet Which that. crazy for the leader of a company. Like, Vince McMahon is really never, ever I mean, that's said, so like, great. that guy was bad at wrestling. Even, like, fucking Jeff Jarrett, he's, like, he's not a top-level talent. That's the worst thing vince mcmahon or anyone else has said about jeff jarrett who like basically was like give me money or i'm not getting in the ring and big swole who was just like yeah i mean you could treat employees better he was like you're a bad wrestler that's, <laughs> like, that's such a good yeah he's like it's this is exactly what i'm saying is aw's downfall begins when like they just have a really bad pay-per-view again 
And Tony, like the, when they have an awkward media scrum, Tony Khan's going to be, I'll tell you why tonight's show sucked is because you guys didn't believe enough in me. You know, like it's, but that's totally what happened. Like th- this, this is what we were talking about in the first half of the episode. Like it's not beyond this guy. Like he publicly called out members of Fulham Football Club. I and agree, at that point, I want to say difference. he was in his like early thirties, maybe even younger. But here's the difference: is you can call out members of Fulham or uh, Jacksonville Jaguars because it's a that's like a street. Like those sports are like rivers; they're constantly flowing. There's new news, all that sort of stuff. Wrestling mm. is like a lake. Everything is nothing very, fucking yeah. goes it's away. Safe. It's just not in everyone's vision. But like, because they have done an amazing job of making everyone forget that the wet fart that was that death match. Like in, tw- in March of 2021. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yes. But the other thing is like, as far as that death match goes, like that's one in how many years? I, I I'm agreeing with you, but there were a lot less eyes on the company and everyone was a lot more understanding in that moment because it was the pandemic. I don't think people will be this cool moving forward in that people were really sharpening their knives in the run up to fucking forbidden door. People were really looking Mm -hmm. for this to be, we told you Tony Khan can eat our piss. All of our weird Internet wrestling community, like well, we love AEW, starting the show where it's like, okay, this is the thing. People like, are getting like, like I said, like nitpicky. People are getting nitpicky. It's also the roster is getting injured. Also, the roster is very much like, hey, do you remember WWE in 2014? Well, those guys are older now. I mean, not totally, but I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain there's certain criticisms on the TNA I, stuff happening where it's like just any WWE. The, the WWE guys they're picking are good. It's not like. I don't know if you could pick people as bad as TNA did, to be fair. Like, they're not picking, like, old guys who then just beat the fucking shit out of everybody. Like, if, other than Sting, I guess. Well, they're not picking WCW guys. That's what it is. Well, no, they're picking, they're not picking the NWO guys. What it is is TNA kept being like, well, this guy's known for manipulating everyone, so he just can take control. Well, that won't happen here because my name's Dixie and I'm such a smart gal. You know, and like AEW, yeah. in the end, what it is is AEW is is run by a fan, and that and and wrestling fans at this point have so much knowledge about wrestlers. Like, I guarantee that Tony Khan, if he if Tony Khan sat down with us, we would solve the murder of Dino Bravo in about fifteen minutes. <laughs> And um, Tony Khan, of course, at, as of this time, he won Promoter of the Year. The last I hate this. Years, fuck you, Dave. Mel- the one thing is, Dave Meltzer can actually fuck off with his love of Tony Khan. It's just like he's like, "Well, I like Tony Khan." It's Tony Khan also seems dead behind the eyes, like old oh, Dave. And old Dave gets to go ask questions. Dave, Dave, Dave's not with his kids. Dave Meltzer <laughs> never wants to meet his kids. He's only met them once, and he threw up. Dave Meltzer. Well, this is the thing about Tony Khan, though. It's like, not the Tony Khan thing, sorry. But, like, AEW as a whole, like, when I was watching the Wednesday Night Wars against NXT, I was thinking this all the time where I'm like, if I was just honest with myself, the NXT is much better than AEW just based on, like, roster talents alone. But everyone just wants AEW to succeed. So it's it's also benefiting from that thing of AEW is just, like, it's fresh. 
You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it just seems like it's the new thing. Like relating back yeah. to where when we sort of got sidetracked talking about standup, but this is also true of like, you can see comedians that have been comedians for 20 years that will react to someone that's like, for fucks, this is fucking Mitch Hedberg is the big one you always hear because anyone who is a one-liner, I'm like, this is just fucking Mitch Hedberg. But it's like, yeah, this person doesn't know who Mitch Hedberg is. He's just writing short jokes. He'll yeah. discover them. Like, it's that same thing in AWs. It's like, it's like WCW again. I liked WCW. Like, you know what I mean? They're re- we're also reacting to the nostalgia and also the, like, the real world retelling of it all. It's a very interesting, complex mental web to be a pro and wrestling also, fan. Like, they don't directly, I'm sure somewhere down the line, I mean, the guy made his money being an auto manufacturer. So like he is hurting the earth, but like WWE directly was like, oh, they murdered a journalist. Well, that's interesting because that journalist is a jobber apparently. Who yeah, exactly. I didn't realize. Shit. Yeah. I didn't realize that uh, we were mourning people that uh, don't know how to win a fight. So <laughs> I will see you in fucking Saudi Arabia. Um, let me say this about Tony Khan. I cannot wait for uh, the wheels to come off of AEW. I just feel like it's not going to happen soon. Wait, I want it to just be good forever. Here's, here's how, here's how you I will AEW. be good All for problems. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs, put them on fucking TV. Powerhouse Hobbs. That's it. Why do you like Powerhouse Hobbs so much? Because I feel like, so I feel like that there is much more. They don't want to. So this is another thing that happened is since um, they're so attached to TV ratings and wrestling is very much viewed from a um, television perspective as sports is, where it's like Mm. must watch viewing, is that they don't want to build anything. It takes time to build stuff. So, like, on the first couple of AEW shows, they did those dope introduction to all these characters. And all of those, like, segments, when they did the introductions, apparently did fucking terribly. So they just stopped doing them. They don't have time for that anymore. And a guy like Powerhouse Hobbs is a dude who's been wrestling for a while but doesn't have any camp that he's in really like he wasn't a former nxt guy you can't connect him like all the guys who are successful in AEW, you can connect them to a specific indie that you know the name of like uh orange cassidy was like gcw um I, fuck who sammy go mjf is wg mjf yeah, is mlw w. not the name not the that's MJF a really fucking point but no, like, no no but i know exactly what you mean is that every and aw even with the structure now where they have all these factions is exactly that it's like this rotating faction of like this group begets this guy of even like pack was very much dragon force fucking the lucha brother oh my god that's so fucking that's a great point of AEW is still benefiting from that well, indie boom of the, the two where it's like all the nerds who watch 205 Live watch that dude be the king of that show. And oh, yeah. 205 Live in the universe of WWE, they literally didn't even interact with NXT. So, like, you can do that whole thing where I've said this before, but NXT, there would always be that check where it's like, okay, an NXT guy went in the Royal Rumble. He's the big champion. He's untouchable on NXT. And then, like, he loses by getting dumped out by The Miz. So then it's like that, it breaks that. Yeah. Um, immersion it's in the NXT world versus like 205 Live. You were always immersed in the world because they never crossed over with anything else. If you're looking like, in like a weird comic book. Yeah, right? because they were everyone was really worried Vince McMahon would find out those people would be on television and he'd be like, God, yeah. And then Vince McMahon watched half an episode of what he thought was a prank, but what was 205 Live, and he threw up inside his own cockle. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like there's this like, 
reticence to like he's built his like guys um a specific way and also like a really weird like he is kind of flexible in storyline ways but like when Britt baker caught fire and it was clearly like okay make Britt baker like mm. rick flair the baby face where it's like she cheats but everyone's still on her side and then you can have heels just do the stupid thing you can have heels do the most obvious thing which is like why would do you boo when i cheat but when she cheats it's fine you guys are fucking hypocrites and then it's like you know yeah, they're just... the best bad guys are the ones with points like hitler did right so, um... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i had to make a joke at some point anyway no i agree um... this has been one of the more nerdy episodes we've ever done you've also but again you've hit the nail on the head of what i think is tony khan's accidental genius and why aw is working right now is all they are doing all they are doing is old tricks just again do you know what i mean like it's She's Ric Flair, the baby face, and then they're Jesse Ventura. The heels are Jesse Venturiing, and we're I mean, sitting there she, being. He didn't change her to be a baby face. She's still just a fucking heel. I agree. She. He's listening to the audience. This is the thing: is all, all That's what he's I'm saying. He's not listening. Sorry. You're saying he's not listening to the audience, or he is listening? Yeah, because Britt Baker should have been a baby face, and he's just like, no, she's still a heel. It reminds yeah. me of. Okay. Exactly. I guess you just keep the same analogy. It reminds me of Ric Flair in the '80s, where it's like. Yeah, everyone wants this dude to be a, a baby face, but no, he's still with the horseman and he's still the champion. And it's like, no, but like, I want to cheer for this fucking asshole. Just let me do that. Yeah, no. But again, this is welcome, welcome to wrestling. You know what I mean? Like if. Um... Yeah, you're not, not going to bat a thousand, but it's like when shit is that fucking easy. It's like Dana White in the UFC. Like Dana White Go has ahead. a lot of fucking flack, but like the way Dana White tries to build the UFC it's like that guy would wake if that guy found out he could fix every fucking fight and no one would know shit he would be coming oh out of his fucking tiny little i'm and i'm not saying that it's the bad thing i'm just saying the way he acts he's overcompensating for a lot of things he's yeah, no one nutting out his fucking one incher and <laughs> dripping it on his little balls his balls are also small baby That's balls the white but like he would be so fucking pumped because there's so many guys he's put so much shit behind and avoided every single if you're a UFC fan you know there's these dudes who just clearly can't do shit and he just literally makes them not fight guys who could even and then it, at one point it's like oh fuck this guy's a stand up striker and the only guy left for him to fight is I know better than him I have to make this guy fucking fight a guy better than him and he just like like when Conor McGregor when Jose Aldo for sure fell out of that fight and he got to be like oh yeah he'll face a wrestler Conor McGregor will face a wrestler and it was a wrestler on like two days notice he was like thank fucking god yeah it's he got to Dana White because also here's the thing is Dana White is the luckiest of all the for lack of a better term hitty fun flabby arm boy promotions of sports like activities in that Vince McMahon and Tony Khan just don't get the lucky breaks Dana White does of like oh please please but that worked out. Oh, please, please. Like, no, Ronda Rousey. Like, this is the thing about Dana White. There's there's a lot of breaks that haven't gone his way. You no. You rattle those off for Oh, my God. Well, when, like, Holly Holmes beating Ronda Rousey was Holly the one Holmes where he was, God, God damn it. Ortiz, Tito Ortiz being, like, 
in the end, pretty shitty. Um, Phil yeah. Baroni, who like does pro wrestling now because he's so fucking and en- he's so fucking entertaining that he just does like f- he does like that whatever pro re- like you know he does like Japanese style pro wrestling I guess you call it or, like stiff where he can just fake box somebody but he's so fucking he's still so fucking entertaining like all these guys have passed through his thing and and Dana White for sure has to pretend that he hates pro wrestling but I guarantee if you oh, gave I- Dana White one month with like. AEW, he'd be like, these four guys are your stars. Start building them, and he'd be totally right. And all four would be powerhouse Hobbs. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the highlight, of, uh, Dylan. I think we all can agree the high point of Tony Khan. That's powerhouse Hobbs. Lone's the low point. Not enough. Push powerhouse, powerhouse Hobbs. Hobbs Goddamn it! There's an underground movement starting to push my friend Hobbs. Is that? Oh, are you now calling him your friend Hobbs now? <laughs> He's my friend now. Yeah. Uh, he's oh, this is oh. Did, have you heard um, Powerhouse Hobbs' new theme music? Yeah, he just says "Papa Powerhouse." No, no, no. It's like this. Oh, it's Dylan's friend, Powerhouse Hobbs. Mm-hmm. It's very short. It's and if you're not careful, you miss it. The only guy who's hornier for Powerhouse Hobbs than me is Jim Cornette, and I will say this: Jim Cornette uh, obviously says some awful things. But oh boy. He is- <laughs> pretty much always right when he's like this guy's great like jim Cornette's favorite wrestlers are ftr and mjf and the briscoe brothers like those are five i completely wrestlers. agree with him like no he's jim Cornette is a horrible horrible man but he does very much understand wrestling all most of his criticisms of aw i don't necessarily agree with but i see his point completely and i will now i will not stop saying this him calling Ke- um, uh, kenny omega kenny olivier that just doesn't stop being funny that's just a very that's objectively so mean and fun it would be fun it would be fun to see um yeah there's a lot of stuff i mean tony khan by no means is doing a bad job with aw is just like our collective nerddom our uh, old man dreams are almost coming true and it's like there's these weird little tweaks that everyone wants aew to have that he could put into place but overall i mean as far as like a nerd perspective i definitely feel like we've talked for over an hour about tony khan i definitely definitely feel like this is a part one that we don't know about because he's gonna with three jobs dylan are you initiating the year of Tony Khan. We're doing it. Let's do it. All right. We'll see you next week, ladies and gentlemen, for Tony Khan. To go. Part two. Get ready for this podcast yeah. again. Really quiet. So I just did- mean like there's definitely going to be a Tony Khan part two because he's definitely going to have more big swole situation. Oh, yeah. I got news for you. And I am really looking for like when he if tony khan is doing blow with wrestlers if he accidentally tweets like early in let me tell you why i'm sad because john moxley isn't a good friend or like if he just tweets i like john moxley uh, uh better when he drank i guarantee that's that's something tony khan's gonna do here's something and then we'll then we'll do i guess best and worst or whatever i don't even think there's best and worst because nothing is really best thing tony khan did was create aew worst thing was that season after the jacksonville jaguars with the conference boys i don't fucking care oh no the best thing he's ever done is sign powerhouse hobbs worst thing <laughs> uh tony khan, i don't understand I don't why know if the- you like Powerhouse Hobbs so much when Orange Cassidy is in AEW and everyone know your favorite wrestler should be Orange, Orange Cassidy. Cassidy's dope. But it's the modern Sandman. Is, Go ahead. If you want to completely change the wrestling news cycle, and this is free advice for the WWE, and I don't know why I'm fucking giving it to you, sign Joey Janela and just 
pay him as much money as you need to shit uh, shit talk Tony Khan because Tony Khan. Oh my god! While he he's carrying groceries or something, yeah, do a selfie video where he's like, "You little fucking shit! You got nothing but tits. You you have fucking two oh nipples, and your he abs would... are also tits. You little shit! I fucking made you." And he'll go fucking insane, dude. He will accidentally tweet grateful little piece of shit. Like he'll within, within, so oh my god, within three tweets, it will be a photo of Tony Khan's dick yeah. being like, "This is the inches no, I've got, Joey." On Instagram. He'll oh, go live he on certainly. Instagram. Will. I got news for you. He'll try and hijack the airways of TNT. I want this attention. Like get his ex-girlfriend Penelope Ford to say some fucking buck wild shit. Oh my god! Stream while she's like, Tony made me say this. Don't fucking say that part, you bitch. You yeah. read what I didn't write. What yeah. You wrote. Read yeah. what you wrote. We don't got time to edit this, which we wouldn't anyway, because it's genuine. Now fucking say it right, bitch. Bitch. Which is so funny because like Eric Bischoff said one thing about CM Punk in that press conference, and the rest of the time he's like, "Oh, Tony Khan's doing a great job," and he's like, "See," and then Eric Bischoff just tried to decided to start trying to be like this very see-through in my eyes the skip bayless of professional wrestling and just kind of give like hot takes because this is what the other thing about like we're going over now but whatever this is the other thing yeah, i thought about okay. the bischoff podcast where it's like bruce pritchard has all this time to call on as does jim ross even like you're 100 and you've made this point bischoff before in a chat episode. Like it's so years, accurate kind of and it's and, and it's also most of that was as a performer when no one was his friend like yeah you said that to me, and I can't listen like, to that yeah, podcast anymore because that you, as soon as you say that, you're like, that's all it is. Because everything relates back to um, him running WCW. He never talks about really his time in the in the Fed or the time when he was running he the to, Fed. He's smart, and he doesn't want to burn that bridge. He knows he could come back. Yeah. There's he's an actual businessman. Yeah, he's an yeah. actual businessman. Exactly. Yeah. Dylan, I... I like when you get you gotten hop you got hopped up on this. You want to know why you got hopped up? I got hopped up. Yeah, that's right. That was exactly where I was going. <laughs> the big boss man himself, Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh my Same god, guy. Dylan, would you what would happen if Ray Trailer rose from turned out Ray Trailer had faked his death as we've long suspected mm-hmm. here on the program mm-hmm. and um uh reunites with his uh future adopted son. That's right. Ray Trailer's gonna adopt Powerhouse Hobbs and they mm-hmm. form a father son. Man that's over thirty. I, I like that. <laughs> course because big boss man would be his dad powerhouse trailer powerhouse trailer powerhouse trailer oh my god the only suitable tag team for uh powerhouse hobbs really would be if uh well i love ricky starks but like if it was hobbs and shaw but it was jason statham reprising his character in the movie hobbs and shaw but but obviously you make the replacement of disgusting stupid untalented the rock for power correct for the powerhouse hobbs is they don't they never mention it in the movie and he is um, he is dressed as he does in his like Harlem Heat singlet, and he also mm-hmm. torture acts every single bad guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God, this is just in. Uh, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs just e got it. Dylan, did you know that? You <laughs> want <E-won> Tony <laughs> for his yeah. song Powerhouse Hobbs? <laughs> yeah, he won an Oscar for the music video yeah. for it was three hundred dollars to get in. Black tie affair. He said he just goes powerhouse it takes 35 minutes and everyone then does it every single piece of money they've ever had in their life to two powerhouse hobs did we just become a powerhouse hobs podcast is this show now called the powerhouse Powerhouse podcast thank you very (laughs) much i'm powerhouse dylan gott that's powerhouse john hastings thank you very much 
Um, join us on Patreon. We'll be talking about what powerhouse hubs may or may not have eaten, and I'll be Guys, trying to interview get... his ex-girlfriends to see how it is to have sex with him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please join us on Patreon. We are at 95 patrons. We would like to get to 100 patrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I know anything about our fan base, we're going to about to lose three patrons. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. And, no, I mean, uh, whatever. If Some we people get... have joined. Good. Guys, if we get to 100 patrons, Dylan got Will continue to write powerhouse uh powerhouse hobbs fanfic mm-hmm. i've read it it is very specific to dylan's actual life He's dylan, very sultry. Pa- powerhouse hobbs comes over and helps dylan god raise his child <laughs> yeah speechless no. yeah there's no to- there's very little dialogue and there's just a lot of descriptions of what it's like to hang out with the toddler you walk to the park <laughs> you think you'd have more you, deeper insights into the miracle that is life mostly you're tired they Explain that your their kid can't do some things that your kid can. You just don't mention how fucking sick your kid is, I guess. You got to hold <laughs> back how fucking dope your kid is, which has happened a lot of times. Like, oh, oh, yeah. How old is your kid? I'm like 16 months. They're like, oh, and he knows that much? I'm like, I don't know. Your kid's fucking stupid. What do you want me to yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. I got to go to another park with smarter kids. I'm trying to find parks around this fucking shitty city with smarter kids, but I can't. Just to be clear, d- Dylan's three-year-olds who don't know words, bro. Uh, Dylan is taking his 16-month-old to a uh, premature Science maternity center. ward. It's a premature maternity ward and telling him it's a park. There's a park, Maybe right? Fucking U of T <laughs> advanced science, whatever they say is there. Yeah, Dylan's wife has told him that the maternity ward is the advanced science center. It's just, it's mm-hmm. just so Dylan has confidence. Like, the child isn't even there. It's just Dylan needs confidence as a parent. They're super short and they can't even move. Yeah, the, your, kids in a, your kid's in a, bla- in a plastic box. My kid's outside. But you're fucking losers. <laughs> you don't put them in a box. Box, Christ. Premature Wait, kids are in a box. They're well, in an the incubator. They're in a box. Yeah. Whatever, man. <laughs> All right, ladies. That. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. I forgot. You're not. You're not. A, you're a preemie. Truther. I'm a preemie truther. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited for True. the Patreon episode truther. we're about to re- record because I think like we've just warmed up. We've warmed up the goofy instruments in our fun orchestra, Dylan. All right, so we're going to end this one and record another one. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Donate to Patreon. Thanks so much for listening. Again, if you guys can't donate to Patreon, we don't say this enough, but just uh, leave a review. It would be really helpful. Thanks so much. Have a great day. (laughs) Bye-bye.